Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're actually here in beautiful Montevideo, Uruguay, the capital of Uruguay. It's our 12th country here in South America, and we've actually done every single country here in South America. So 12 out of 12. And we've actually done 74 countries total as of this country. And uh, yeah, uh, we actually, as we're traveling, we actually love interviewing other world travelers, other digital nomads, and other entrepreneurs. And uh, on today's show, we actually have a, a definitely a travel enthusiast. She's actually been to 99 countries. She's the founder of uh, We Said Go Travel, and she's a TV host uh, on the, uh, the Jet Set, uh, and also a whole bunch of other different um, Places. Uh, places. She's a travel writer, she's travel, travel journalist, and much more. So uh, we have so, uh, a guest today, Lisa Nivers. Uh, so she's visited actually 99 countries as of now, and I'm sure she's going to hit 100 plus soon. So we're going to find out all about Lisa, her travels, and about Lisa Go Travel. So Lisa's actually in LA, California right now. How are you doing over there in beautiful LA? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's definitely on and a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, thank you, and I'm I'm so excited that you're in Uruguay. I love Uruguay. I you, I have not been to every country in South America. I'm very impressed, but I've been to most of them. I sailed around most of South America when I used to work on the cruise ships. Awesome. We're definitely going to be finding about that. Amazing continent. And yeah, we decided to focus on this continent. Yeah, we, we, we have a lot more people want to check it out on, on our website called daddyblogger.com. And uh, Lisa, uh, you know, uh, I, I did a little bit of an intro, but why didn't you do it in your own words and share a little bit more about yourself? <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I'm the founder of We Said Go Travel. And I recently was very honored. I got selected to work with KTLA here in Los Angeles. And I got to share a holiday giveaway, a holiday giveaway getaway to Napa Valley. And that was amazing. And like you said, I'm the adventure correspondent for the Jet Set TV. So recently I had segments with them about Monaco, the Solomon Islands, and I had an in-studio interview. That was really great. Incredible, incredible. So incredible. we're going to be so coming to your travels, your blog, travels, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, your career as a host as well. Uh, well let's start well. with the travel. Yeah, so it's pretty travel. impressive so you've been in 99 uh, countries uh, so far. Countries Tell so us far. about Thank the whole origin. About when did your origin. love for travel first, love for start? travel first start? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I've been traveling with my family when we were, my sister and I were, I guess, 12 and 10 or something around that, we went on a cruise with our parents in the Mediterranean. And I felt like all my history books came to life, like being able to see the pyramids in real life felt so different than reading about it in a history book. And oddly enough, I've spent a lot of my career as a classroom teacher. But one of the things that's been the best when I have been in the classroom is sharing my travels with my students because they get so excited to see what do other people do around the world. Just like I'm sure you're be thrilled to be in South America. Yes, they are definitely yes, thrilled. They are definitely uh, thrilled they're, they're learning, learning the language, learning about the culture, and loving and meeting the people. And this actually, the kids are a great uh, bridge builder because our Spanish is uh, definitely a work in progress because the kids were able to connect with the locals quite easily on buses, trains, boats, just walking around, etc. Well, you know, it's true. When I worked on the cruise ship, they were especially on a ship that didn't have a lot of kids when there were kids the entire staff were so excited like oh let us hold your baby and you know you see it too i think a lot on planes and trains people want you know to be helpful 
I, I'm glad that you're seeing that. I, I think it's a really great experience for kids and hopefully they're learning a lot of Spanish. <laughs> they're, they're definitely much better than Kids have this innate ability to learn language. We as adults struggle with more. So Lisa, I'd love to hear from the beginning, how did you first get into travel more as a career rather than just as a hobby? I was teaching in San Francisco. Um, I had gone actually after college, I went to medical school and I decided that I wasn't going to be a doctor. So I left medical school and I started being a science teacher. And then when I was working in San Francisco, there was an issue with one of my schools and I was going to have half of three quarters of a job. And my friend said, I don't know, why don't you go work at Club Med? So I applied to Club Med and I had my master's in education. So they very rapidly hired me to be a, a GEO. I worked in the kids program and baby club and mini club. And I really wanted to, I just learned to scuba dive and I really wanted to go to a village in the islands. And they said, well, you know, we know you're a skier and we really want you to go to Colorado for the season. And I wasn't that interested, but I went on a, on a scuba drive, scuba trip with terrible high seas and I was seasick the whole time. And I decided I would move to the mountains. So I worked for Club Med in Colorado and then the Bahamas. And then I met these people that worked for cruise ships. And I was like, wow, that's way better than Club Med because my house will move during the night while I'm sleeping. So I joined Princess Cruises was my first cruise line. And between Princess, Royal Caribbean and Renaissance, I sailed for seven years. And that's where I started gaining a lot of the countries from. Yeah, what an incredible yeah, way to, uh, way to start uh, off. And, you know, that's definitely the world. Tell us about uh, some of the major uh, places you went, uh, which uh, part of the world or which parts of the world did you uh, cruise around in? Well, one of the reasons why I stayed so long is I was always in search of the next great itinerary. So uh, there were quite a few times I would write to the office and I'd say, you know, this has been so great. Thank you so much. But I think I'm I'm done here. And they'd say, really? But what about, what about if you went to Australia? And I said, <laughs> oh, that you could sail from New Zealand to, from Auckland to Sydney. It was like a two-week cruise back and forth. That'd be the whole contract back and forth. And I was like, oh, I've never been to Australia or New Zealand. I'll do one more. So I'll go do Australia, New Zealand, and I would write. And I said, you know, this was so great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I think I'm done. How about we have this sailing? So I did this one contract, we, I did sometimes four months, sometimes six month contracts. So I did one contract, only had four cruises, a 10 day Mediterranean, and then two 50 day sailings. We went from Athens to Bangkok, Bangkok to Athens, one more 10 day, that was my whole contract. It was amazing. How do you say no to that? Like you're gonna go through the, um, through the Red Sea, through the Suez Canal, I went to Oman, it was amazing. Awesome. So, uh, you know, life so, in a cruise ship is obviously not always positive. So tell us about both the good and the bad. The what were some of the highlights, but also what were some of the challenges and struggles by working in the cruise industry? Yes, you are 100% accurate. Um, one of the greatest things about working for a cruise ship is you're getting paid. So I did get paid to see the world, but I was working and we did work every single day. When you when I was out for four months or six months, I worked every day, not, you know, obviously all day. So that was definitely a challenge. There could be days where you just didn't feel like working. But for me, the advantage was I'd always described it to people that working on a cruise ship for me was like living in the college dorm, but nobody has any homework. 
So there's always <laughs> someone to do something with. And if you're not working and you want to go out for the day in port, there's always someone who wants to play. And um, on many of the ships, uh, that's where I learned to be such a great scuba diver. I, I went diving with all the same people. They were amazing. And a lot of times, you know, we were friends with people in different departments. So I used to help out with the shore excursion department because I live there. And, you know, sometimes there wasn't that much to do. Like how many times are you going to see the same movie? Um, so I used to help them, you know, with simple things. They had to cut stickers into sets of five. I was like, I'm, I'm a preschool teacher by training. I could cut. So then when they had something fun, like they were trying out a new tour, there was like, Hey, do you want to go try out the dog sledding tour on the glacier? I'm like, Yes, I do. And we tried this one tour. I think we were in St. Kitts or St. Martin. I don't remember which island it was, but it was called Bob. And we had these, it looked like the top of a submarine. Your head was in like this air pocket. It was yellow and then it almost looked like a bicycle. So you weren't underwater, but you weren't, it was super fun. There were like a dozen of us. We'd lunch and hung out. It was great. Sounds, sounds amazing. Sounds, sounds so amazing. from the so seven years of cruising, where did your travel career take you next, Lisa? Um, always back and forth. I've been a teacher and a traveler. So after working on ships, I taught school again in Los Angeles. And then um, I was teaching. I was traveling. I spent about 11 months traveling in Southeast Asia, backpacking. And then I came back and I taught some more. And then I spent about 18 months backpacking. And uh, again, more in Southeast Asia, but I spent three months in India and almost three months in Nepal. And I went trekking for the first time. That was a shock. <laughs> I, um, it was one of the things I truly believed I could not do. Um, but it turns out you could do almost anything. And since this last year, I've been working on a project, 50 Things Before I'm 50. And one of the final 50 was I actually jumped out of a plane. So, wow. yeah, I, I did a lot of things in the last year that if you'd told me two years ago I was going to do, I would have been like, there's no way. But, but I went on the Olympic bobsled. Um, last week, I learned to ride a horse. Hmm. Turns out it's once you get up on the horse, it's really tall. But they, you know, one of the things for sure I've learned in doing this 50 Things Before I'm 50 project is you just have to ask for a lot of help. I, um, when I got up on the horse, I looked at them and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. They're like, we are going to help you. So that was good. Awesome. So you've awesome. recently so you uh, not only done the 50, 50 by 50, but you actually, but you actually reached 99 countries. So uh, tell us about uh, some of your favorites. I know it's always a hard question to answer if you've been to that many countries, but what were some of the highlights in terms of cities or countries? Okay, that's a good question. One of my absolute favorites for everything, the beach, the food, the culture is definitely Thailand. I, I think a lot of travel journalists and travel writers pick Thailand. Just, I mean, such an incredible mix of food and people and culture and smiles. Um, a, a sort of surprising favorite of mine is Mongolia. I was traveling overland from China into Mongolia and got to Ulaanbaatar. And we arranged to go on this 11-day trip into the Gobi Desert. And they said, you're going to see the vast expanse of nothingness. And so, of course, I asked, how will I know when I get there? And they said, don't worry, you'll know. 
And it was really incredible. I loved seeing the moonrise. I would go back to Mongolia for certain. Um, one of my other standout favorites was when I went scuba diving for the first time in Bonaire in the Caribbean in between Aruba and Curacao, the ABC Islands. That really incredible scuba diving. I loved it there. And one of my most recent favorites and one of the last of my 99 is tiny little San Marino inside of Italy. I had no idea there was a country. And so it's a tiny landlocked country. And the reason I found it was because my brother-in-law suggested I Google landlocked countries because on the cruise ship, I went most places that are on the coast I've been, but um, I, it was a really brilliant suggestion. So that was, <laughs> it was my friend, actually one of my very best friends from working on the cruise ship, her husband is now a captain and they live in Italy. So I flew into Bologna and took the bus and the train and it's, you know, kind of a journey to get to San Marino. It's a country with no airports and no train stations. Kept to go by car, by bus. Wow, <laughs> what an adventure. Definitely, you know, Definitely, haven't, uh, heard, that haven't heard, heard that as one of the favorites. I, we do Europe and I, I went to Italy, but I missed San Marino. Missed so that's definitely, definitely, on, the definitely on the list as well. Okay, well, you got to get that for your kids. Get that stamp. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Tell us about where do you see number 100? Yeah, you know, that's obviously a big milestone. Have you already planned uh, entry number 100? I, 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 yes, I have a kind of rotating list. Um, I just didn't quite get to that one yet. I'm, I agree with you. It's a big milestone. I have a bunch of ideas. I've never been to Brazil. And I'd like to go to Iceland. I've never been to Iceland. And there's a, a surprising amount of Africa that I have not been to. So there's quite a few countries in Africa that I'm interested to visit. Sounds good. I think a lot Sounds of us who are you know, avid travelers, we typically leave Africa to last. And Iceland is a hot uh, travel destination nowadays. Pretty much all the travel writers I keep seeing are there. Jumping the Blue Lagoon, they're doing the, the ring road, so definitely that's high on the list here. We were in Brazil actually earlier this year, so highly recommend it. It's a massive country, so you definitely need a lot of time to absorb it well, but uh, we had a great time exploring Brazil. All right, well, I'll have to look for your tips for Brazil because that's on my list. <laughs> there you go. So, Lisa, you're also the founder Lisa, of We Say Go Travel. Uh, tell us about the origin there. When did you start up and what are the major themes and topics you're writing about in there? So, We Said Go Travel got started in 2010. And I started doing video a couple of years later, but I've been focused on video and very soon, maybe December 1st, maybe January 1st, I'm going to hit 1.5 million views on my video. So that is a very exciting uh, benchmark. I hit a million views in March of this year and I actually was speaking at a conference and we popped all these streamers. It was really fun. But the website started actually out of one of my trips with all the newsletters. And it started just as my personal travel stories, but it's expanded to really be a global community. I've had 13 travel writing awards and I've published almost 2000 other writers. And this summer we tried something brand new. We had our very first photo award and we're in the middle of a redesign of the site. And as soon as that finishes, and you know that is always takes slightly longer than you imagine. Um, as soon as that's done, we're gonna start publishing the photo entries because we have almost 500 entries from our first photo award. 
It's a big success. So the photos are so great. I don't want to put them up until they really, the site, we have to redesign um, how they're going to come out. So we really highlight how great the pictures are because people's, it's really incredible how many fantastic photographers there are. Yeah, and uh, most of them yeah, are very unknown, so it's good you're highlighting them and showcasing them, them on the soon-to-be-released website. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of those amazing pictures. Yeah, it's, it's been great. So we have um, articles, you know, it has all the um, highlights from my trips with the videos and then the writing award, now the photo award. And we also have a travel influencer interview series. And we're really close. I think we just published maybe the 84 fifth one so we've been thinking about you know who's going to be in the last you know 10 or 15 to get to 100 so that's been really exciting you know i meet so many incredible journalists and influencers at all these different events and press trips so um i was just on a press uh introduction for the new kia stinger and i met a bunch of great journalists and influencers so we're in the process of interviewing them right now actually i think we haven't interviewed you yet have we not yet. I'm always game okay. to get it, switch it around. I can be the guest this time. So yeah, definitely we can okay. talk about that post interview. I'll sign you up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Stay tuned for that interview. So Lisa, you're also uh, the adventure correspondent for Jet Set. Uh, tell us about uh, Jet Set. I think a lot of our viewers might not have heard about it yet. So tell us a little bit about uh, the show and how did you get involved? Okay. So the Jet Set TV is the first travel TV talk show, and they're now in their second year. And they're, it's really an amazing show. Um, the two of the hosts are former flight attendants. And Nikki, the third host, is the one that interviewed me when I was there on camera with them in February. She's a former amazing volleyball player. She's really into health and wellness. And she just, she's so tall. I look like mini me when I stand next to her. I'm like, let's all sit down. But um, she's almost six feet tall. And um, so the show is really fantastic and brings you all kinds of news about um, flights and places. They're uh, sponsored by Trivago. And I am the adventure correspondent. So I was fortunate to be able to share with them. I went to the Solomon Islands and I did my story for Smithsonian. And I also did an interview for Saturday Evening Post with a man who was 17 during the Battle of Guadalcanal. That was 75 years ago. So he's 93 now, just he was 92 when I interviewed him, but Roy's 93. And that was such an amazing experience. And then I got to share the videos with the Jet Set TV community. So that was great. Incredible. Uh, Incredible. So, uh, I, so I can't believe you're able to balance it. Tell us about how you're able to balance all these different projects because you're doing a lot of different stuff. So uh, maybe some, some tips about that discipline and the productivity, the time management. Um, yes, I, I agree. Sometimes it seems like I'm juggling a lot of things because I feel like I'm trying to keep the social media going. Now, I my, um, just between Twitter and Instagram now, just recently I hit 50,000 followers. So across it all, I'm, I have to count again, but I'm around 75,000 across all the platforms. And so there's the social media and the writing and the video. Um, I'm very organized and I meet with my tech team on Friday mornings and we make a plan and we've tried a lot of different ways to keep track of who's doing what right now. We use Asana, we've tried Trello. I'm a big fan of the Google documents and 
the I think the thing um one of the best things I started doing this year is every day at breakfast, I read from a different business book. So I get a little inspiration in the morning. And another really great thing that's brand new, super brand new, breaking news, is uh, I joined a, a tech entrepreneur startup group here in Los Angeles. There's 900 small business development centers in America, and there's only one that's solely focused for tech entrepreneurs, and that's here in Los Angeles. And actually, we have a special co-working day once a month, and I'm going there today. We have two seminars. One is about how to do a better pitch, which for me is important for everything. A lot of the entrepreneurs are pitching for money. I'm always pitching stories. So I'm excited for that one. And then we have another one about last month. We had one about how to work with lawyers. That was very important. How to sign a contract. When do you need a lawyer? How to use a template? And through that group, I got to do an amazing event. We had um, over 300 women at City Hall talking about women in business and women in L.A. It was a really, really great night. And actually, one of the women that was on the panel had been in the tech startup program that I was in. So I was thinking, ooh, maybe someday I could be on the panel. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. Then you never know. Yes, Watch this never, space. Yes, never Watch this space. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Lisa, so, uh, Lisa, since you've traveled so extensively, I'm sure you have some uh, major life lessons. Uh, what has travel taught you? Okay, one of the most important things I learned about travel is you need to use the F word. Do you know what that is? Flexible. Flexible. Flexibility. So, flexibility. Flexible. And that is probably the thing that's the most important when I'm traveling, it's like you get the, the, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to the airport. I like to be there early. I check in my bag, I go to the gate and they're like, oh, it's delayed an hour. <laughs> so my, um, my travel tip is I have the Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey meditation tapes on my phone. I have their app, the 21 day meditations. They do a free meditation every, I think every six months, but I always buy it. It's like $39 and 99 cents It's the best therapy for the airport. I highly recommend it. So I just, I literally, I walk in the terminal up and down and I listen to the tapes and then I get on the plane and I keep listening because everyone, in the airport's so stressed. So you have to be flexible. And I think the other thing is I'm trying to be really prepared. You know, like I have one file that has, all my confirmation numbers, all the plans, the phone numbers, because it's not, it doesn't work for me, you know, like searching through my email. So I just like to have one page that has everything. This is where I'm going. Because like the trip that I did in May, I was in Europe for four weeks and I went to a lot, I think I was in six countries and there was a lot of pieces like this flight, you know, how am I going to get from this hotel to this airport? And there were a lot of great moments. I got to go on a helicopter ride into Monaco. I saw the Formula E race, but I, you, know, you don't want to miss anything. So uh, that I think is a great for me is you have to be flexible, but you have to be prepared. Great, great, great tips. Great, great, uh, definitely great tips. flexibility is very important. That preparation, organization, 
helps with the whole stress because travel alone is very stressful. People don't realize that when you see on social media, like, oh, you're on this vacation all the time. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of stress. Packing, unpacking, checking in, checking out, learning the language, learning the culture. Like you said, going to the planes and all the tickets. So, yeah, there's a lot of stress. So, anything that alleviates it is a good thing. Especially for you, you have five passports and five. Yes. I would think yeah. you guys probably set out early. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. And we have and missed we have the occasional best, and even we missed what? Out of this whole year of travel, we missed one flight, uh, and, and we've definitely learned a lesson from that. Uh, you know, leave early, and uh, you know, make sure you're aware of like rush hour and traffic and all those kind of things. So definitely a lot of lessons learned. That is the worst feeling, like sitting in Bangkok traffic on the way to the airport, and you're like, "Am I gonna make it?" Yes. And we've had close calls for that. So Lisa, you know, one of the common themes on the show is the whole area of like travel monetization and making money when traveling. So you've obviously had a few different different jobs, everything from the cruise ship to media correspondent, travel writer. Any tips or advice you give to people who want to get into travel as a career? Yes. Um, the best advice that I can give to people is just to get started. I find that uh, people want to know what's the magic secret. And so the secret is start and stop waiting. And I tell people, um, you know, you're welcome to enter the We Say Go Travel Writing Award. You're welcome to have your own blog. You can write long form on Facebook. But whatever you do, start. Because I've had so many people along my journey, so since 2010, that I've had, we said, go travel. So many people over the years that'll say to me, oh, I really want to do what you do. And I said, okay, well, you could write for me or they'll start their own website. And I say, listen, make a commitment to write once a month. Whatever day of the month is your birthday, mine's the 18th, write every month on the 18th. At the end of the year, you'll have 12. That's so much more than the nothing you have now. And you don't know, once you put that out there, you don't know who will see it or what will happen. So that's my best advice. And people tell me, I don't like to write. And I always tell them, give me your phone. And I look at these really long text messages that people send. I said, listen, put five photos and 100 words of text explaining that photo. That's 500 words. That is plenty. And you know who doesn't have from a trip five photos? So that's my best advice. Don't wait. Start now. I love that advice, and I especially love that whole idea of writing on your birthday because we all, all birthday, whatever the day it's kind of just a mental trigger, a reminder. So I love, love, love that those, those tips there, Lisa. So uh, curious to know about your vision forward. We're almost at the end of this year, heading to uh, 2018, and you're definitely a go getter doing all these projects. So tell us a little teaser. What are the projects you're working on in terms of your life, business, travels, etc. Um, well, that is a good question. I I definitely see We Said Go Travel growing. And, you know, this year for summer, we added a photo award. And it seems very natural once I hit 1.5 million video views that next we have a writing award, we have a photo award. 2018, we're working on a video project. So that we've been considering for many years and trying to figure out how to do that right. That how does that work because it's a little bit more complicated so that's one idea um i'm hopeful i had my first segment with ktla and we're in talks about what country or place will be my next segment so that's very exciting 
and uh, I'm actually thinking I might take a vacation. You know, somewhere where I don't write, just relax. <laughs> that sounds feeling right about now. But one of my most exciting things is I um, do ceramics and my studio, we have our holiday sale next week. So we're gearing up at the studio for uh, sharing our art. And I have two pieces that were bought and are gonna be on a show next season that's being produced by Ellen. So I'm super excited to see my ceramics on TV without me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, in wrapping up here, I mean, there's a few different ways that people can get hold of you, everything from your personal site, to we say go travel, to jet set. Uh, tell us about uh, all these ways that people can connect with you and reach out and uh, uh, even to contribute to as a writer into one of those awards, etc. So, the best way to look for me, Lisa Niver, Niver spelled just like diver, is at anywhere for we say go travel on Instagram, Facebook. Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, you look for We Said Go Travel, you'll definitely find me. And the right now, all the awards are closed for 2017, but you can join the newsletter and there's always an update about what's up and coming. And I look forward to connecting with your group and I hope you enjoy South America. What an exciting place to be for the holidays. Yeah, because I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and right now, uh, I'm looking at my social media, people keep on complaining about the rain, the gloominess, the clouds. So here we are in the Southern Hemisphere, we're in t-shirt and shorts, uh, sunny blue skies as we speak here. So definitely super grateful for being here in the Southern Hemisphere in the middle of the Canadian winter. That's amazing. Now, are you staying in Uruguay through the end of the year, or you have a next country? I, I, no, no, we're actually no, heading no, to like Mexico, so we'll actually be in Mexico, another hot place for Christmas and New Yes, yes. Well, Mariachi for the holidays. <laughs> yes, All right, exactly. well, I'll be excited. I'll be excited to see your kids with Santa hats and, and bathing suits. There you go. There you go. There Stay you tuned go. for that. Make sure you follow the blog, eddiebugger.com, and social media. So thank you, Lisa. It's definitely great to connect here. Definitely a wealth of info about travel. Definitely looking forward to seeing which is your 100th country and looking forward to all of these projects in the upcoming months and 2018 and beyond. Thank you so much for having me on your show and happy new year to everybody. Definitely happy new year happy to everyone new year. watching. If you're watching out this new year, happy, uh, happy you know, to the new year for you guys. Thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Make sure you connect with Lisa. I'll actually have those links below. We said go travel and her personal site. And uh, you know, make sure you watch her YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. And follow her all across social media. Follow us as well. Once again, daddyblogger.com. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of our Digital Nomad Mastery podcast and video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.